What is going on, Freedom Pact? I am your host, Joseph Newton. Today, you have asked, and I will answer. That's right. This is an Ask Me Anything. We recently posted across all of our social media platforms, and I was so happy to receive so many questions. And if you want to ask us any questions at any time, remember our messages are always open. So email us at freedompact at gmail.com. Message us, Freedom Pact on Instagram. Uh, anything, personal development, self-help, business, life can be about anything. And we will answer it for you. Uh, so let's get into it. The first question How old are you? By Diego Rodriguez. So that's a lovely question to start with. Um, Both Lewis and I are 22. We are from South Wales in the UK. How important is hard work to being successful? By Tiana. Hmm. So... There are a lot of differences of opinion about this subject. Hard work typically ganders a lot of praise. Um, and I think that people optimize their life for, for the grind and hashtag team no sleep. And people that do these types of things, they seem to be lauded across society. They are the ones that are praised. They get the likes. And I just think it's almost become a fad to work yourself into the ground to achieve the uh, to achieve your goals where you sacrifice relationships friendships family time and mostly your own health to work towards your goals you know i mean i look around on instagram and all i see is people promoting a lifestyle that pushes high stress, burnout, and even despair. I'm going to give you the truth. And here it is. And this is a hard truth. But you won't be able to achieve big dreams if you don't work exceptionally hard. There's no doubt about that. But if you optimize your life, for hard work with no consideration of relationships, hobbies, family, friends, and health, then you, my friend, are on a highway to misery. And if you break down the science of success, it's proven that hard work just isn't enough. And if you think about the hardest working people in society, then you look at people like restaurant workers, laborers, oil rig workers. If hard work was enough, then these people would be the wealthiest people on the planet. All of these people work harder than the people that they work for. They work harder than the people that run those companies. But comparatively, they must have a fraction of the net worth. So if you investigate into psychometric testing, so the psychology of personalities, there's a test called the hexago test, 
which is one of the most accurate scientific tests which you can do in the personality testing. And when you break this down, the C in hexaco stands for conscientiousness. Now, conscientiousness is broken down into four sub-facets. They are perfectionism, prudence, organization, and diligence. Now, diligence is what hard work means. But so we know that it's one facet of of conscientiousness. But uh, but there are three other facets. Diligence, organization, prudence, and perfectionism. Conscientiousness is the number one predictor of business success. So it's clear that there are four sub-facets that predict this success. And it's difficult to say what percentage all four of these things perfectionism, prudence, organization, and diligence have in achieving success. And that's obviously highly relative to whatever industry you are in. But this clearly shows that hard work alone is not enough to achieve your goals. And I think that it's just absurd. It's it's an absurd use of a life to optimize your life for hard work. It just doesn't make any sense to me. There's there's balance, there's work-life balance. People will run themselves into a ground for a for a company that will replace them in one week. You have to be smart, you have to work smart. Hard if hard work is your only competitive advantage, then then I you your business will get beat by someone that will hire other people to work when when you when you can't. So there are three other sub-facets. So hard work is a necessity, yes, but it's not the only thing. The next question is by Scott Prickett, and he asks, when is your website launching? Scott, that is a fantastic question. Our website will be launching in the next few days, definitely. It will 100% be up by the 26th of September, as we promised our last guest, Cameron Parker, the UK's number one motivational speaker, he is holding us accountable. He's our accountability friend. If you haven't heard that exchange, then please, by all means, go and check her out on our last podcast. I thought it was a fantastic episode. The reviews which we've had back for that have just been incredible. So definitely uh, go and check that one out. The next question is by Alex Fuller. Alex says, what books should I read if I want to start my own business? That is a great question. In fact, I adore that question so much. I adore it. Great question, Alex. Um, so, as any of our listeners would know, Lewis and I are huge readers. We love books. We love reading all the time. We are constantly trying to learn, grow, and be better. I have been through a business degree. I've attended paid seminars. I've been to mastermind events. And the most that I've learned in my life, without a shadow of a doubt, has come from books. The great thing about them is 
that they're so accessible. You know, they're so easy to get. You could buy a book of Amazon or in a bookstore for for £10 or $15. And that book could change your life. I personally try to read a book per week. You do this by... You take the set amount of pages and you divide it by seven. And then whatever number that that comes up to, then you read that amount of pages per night. So if the book is 350 pages, then you do 350 divided by seven. And as long as my maths hasn't failed me, by I assume that that's, I'm going to go say 50. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so then you read 50 pages a night over seven nights. And then you've read a book. Now, I the thing is that may sound difficult, but this this will this will take an hour of the day, at most, and you know if you do that every week, then you've read fifty two books in a year, and then suddenly you are downloading knowledge from some of the smartest, some of the most effective, some of the people that know how to get to where you want to get to. I think that books are one of the most underappreciated assets on the planet. The the return on investment from one book could change your life. So this is why we highly advocate it so much. They, you know, we love them. We have been reading, I personally have been reading personal development and self-help books for, for as long as I can remember now, maybe since I was back to 16. So that's, that's essentially six years um but to answer your question uh if you're starting your own business i would break your reading down to four categories um they go as follows i would start off with marketing i would look into competitor analysis i would look into market research um i would look into stp in terms of marketing so segmentation targeting and positioning i would you know you don't have to become an expert in them but you want to get those up at least to a level where they won't fail your business so marketing would be the first category I'd look at then i'd look into sales how to sell yourself how to sell your products more effectively i would look into mindset so this is like the self-help improve confidence improve your beliefs um so really you break you're making uh you know an unshakable mindset because obviously entrepreneurship comes with a lot of risks it's it's like a roller coaster so you need to be prepared you need it really is a a psychological battle entrepreneurship uh and then the last one i would look into is business strategy so learn about social media strategy business plans copyright and all things like that if I could recommend three books to get you started with, I would start with The Effective Executive by Peter Drucker. Then I would read The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, a man who we are actively trying to get onto the show. You'd be a dream guest to get on. Uh, and then the last one I would get is The Lean Startup by Eric Reese of Tom Ed or Rice. It's like a really good book. Um so yeah, so they would be the ones which I would advise to you.
I hope that that has helped. Uh, Jesse Martin asks, what is your favourite quote? My favourite quote is from Theodore Roosevelt. He says, it is not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who is, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I think that's such a brilliant quote and this one has resonated with me for such a long time and I just think that there are just so many people out there that are so critical about other people but but they're not actually doing anything themselves everybody loves to comment if anyone's trying to push themselves or achieve something then there are so many people that want to comment on it so this quote is just brilliant it's definitely been one of my favorites the next question how do you know that your dream isn't right for you? Are there any signs that it is or isn't? By Lewis. Yes, there are, Lewis. And I think that I'm going to give you one of the easiest tests that you can do right now. So I want you to ask yourself this question. Is my dream energizing or draining me? So if you were doing something that you love, I'm going to let you know a secret here. Your energy reserve tanks are close to infinite. You know, that's how you see people in influence achieving such longevity. People like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Sir Alex Ferguson. These people obviously don't need the money, the fame, the limelight. They do it because they love it. They absolutely love it. So... If you're doing something, you know, and it's wrong, then you will know explicitly and if not intuitively. Does it zap you of your energy? If someone took your pay away from you, would you still want to do it? And I think that another problem which people have is that the Western world, it typically promotes people chase after means goals. It teaches us goal setting, like S-M-A-R-T and all these other ones. But re essentially all it's doing is it's chasing after means goals instead of end goals. So I think that it's vital to write down end goals instead of mean goals because it makes you much easier to avoid, you know, these these pitfalls which could arise. So an example of this is if you ask someone why they go into university and they respond something like 
because I want to get a good degree, then that's just a means goal. But if you say to them, well, why do you want to get a good degree? And they say, uh, well, I want to get a good paying job that allows me plenty of money. It gives me freedom to travel the world. And then you've got your end goal. So write down a list of these end goals. And if you're looking for information about this, then there's a great book by Vishen Lakhiani called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, which which will give you more information about this. But honestly, the the main way which I can say is that if it energizes you, if you're constantly thinking about it, you know, if you're exhausted and then you go and pursue something, if it energizes you, then pursue it. Because that's what's going to bring you fulfillment. And if it's not the right thing, then you won't have the energy to do it. You won't be motivated. You won't be inspired. And this is just something which I've realized doing this podcast and speaking to people in the space, it just brings me to life. It just gives me energy, which which I just haven't felt before. It, it's just so powerful. It, it, I'm thinking about it nonstop. So th- that's just something which I've, you know, which I've just figured out through experience. Um, but whatever it is that you were seeking, I hope you find it. The next question is by RM Lovers Nineteen. How to be assertive to our friend? Sometimes it's very hard to push them away from us. Hmm. Okay. So I assume that he's asking how to set boundaries. Uh, from a friend, and also, uh, sometimes it is very hard to push them away from us. Okay, so I think that you are right. And it is typically our closest ones that try to take advantage of our goodwill or our kindness or they start to feel entitled or they disrespect us. And this is typically because we've allowed for our standards to slip. We've allowed, you know... uh, We've allowed the way in which we expect to be treated. We've, we've, we've lowered those standards. And that typically happens when we care about people. So we want to do things which will make them happy and make, us, and make them like us. But the truth is, is that if you don't value yourself, then nobody else will either. And Lewis and I are firm believers, and I know that this is a, you know, it's a cliche, but you are the product of the people that you spend most of your time with. So don't allow anyone into your world that will bring negativity into it. I think setting principles is the best thing that you can do here. Uh, decide to yourself what type of behavior are you willing to accept. If that behavior falls below the line, then you need to speak up. When you speak up on this bad behavior, don't turn it out into an all-out personality attack. Maintain your integrity. Speak with class. Speak with respect. And also speak in simple sentences. Don't, don't try to overcomplicate things. Make it very clear what it is that you want, you know, how you're not willing to accept that behavior. 
And also, make sure that you are always referring to the present incident. So don't bring things up from the past because that's how you get into things. That's how, you, you know, the situation will just blow up. I would also advise you to uh, check out an assertiveness training video. You can get, see, watch them on YouTube. I watched a great one on there before. Uh, you can uh, just type them in on Google. There's always great assertiveness tips on there. But if none of this works and you still keep getting your standards violated, then it's obviously clear that this person just has no respect for you and they probably never will. So I would suggest at that point that, you know, you just walk away from that friendship. There are seven plus billion people on this planet. You know, there's no shortage of quality friends. You know, you want to be surrounded by positivity. You want inspiration. You want you want to be around the strivers. But I, yeah, so don't sell yourself short. Put a, put a price on yourself. And, and if you have to, then walk away from the friendship. There are a few ways you can do that. So you can either outwardly tell them that you don't wish to be friends anymore, which is obviously a bold move. Uh, that could bring across, you know, a lot. That could be, that will obviously be a very uncomfortable conversation. But, you know, if, if they've been a long-term friend, then, you know, and you've shared a lot of your life together, then that's probably what they deserve. Uh, or you can just try to phase them out by limiting contact and, you know, they'll probably get the message that way too. So it's just up to you just however serious you feel. But definitely speak up on your standards. Put a price on yourself. And don't let anyone pay below that price. The next question. When you aren't certain of what career you want, how do you focus your effort into building the right skills without that clear direction? By Anastasia. Okay. I think that that is a great question. And firstly, I want to say that not rushing into any job, career, business, you know, if you're undecided, is a fantastic idea. That's what most people do. And, you know, most people don't find happiness or fulfillment. There's a very small percentage of people that do. But this is a difficult question. And I think that, this needs to be broken down into two parts. So the first thing that I would advise is trial and error. So you need to be like a mad scientist. You need to test as many avenues that you possibly can. Be open-minded. Be as open-minded as you possibly can about whatever you come across. Don't close the doors on anything because it's only through experience that you'll be able to fully realize what catches your attention. Remember, it's also vital to follow your efforts and not your passions. The world is full of people out there saying, follow your passions, follow your passions, follow your passions. I am passionate about, my, my, I am passionate about mountain climbing, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go and become a Sherpa. So I would suggest that after you've had a mad scientist phase to look at where your efforts lay, where were you putting your time? 
What area did you want to improve? What area energized you? I don't think that people stumble into fulfillment. You have to cultivate yourself. You get this by by investing time and you invest effort into whatever area you decide to pursue. The second part of this, so while you're split testing a lot of different things and you're looking at different areas, is you need to focus on your own personal development. The best investment that you will ever make is into yourself. Focus on developing areas like building an unshakable mindset and work ethic because that then gives you the belief to pursue and excel at whatever it is that you decide that you want to do. So I'm going to give you some side notes here that I'm just thinking about. So if you see jobs and careers as an adventure instead of as a final and finite decision, then this will stop you from being paralyzed when pursuing things. So I think that a lot of people are are afraid to try new things because they think that it has to be the one, it has to be the right career. But the reality is, is that the chances of someone just happily stumbling into the right career are slim to none. You know, people... You know, that's that's almost like a lottery win. You may have an idea of the sort of area, but really it's, it's up to you then to explore a lot of different ways and, and don't be afraid of starting over. It's completely okay to change in any direction if it's not benefiting you in some way. You're probably going to spend a lot of your time at work. So take your time, explore a lot of ideas. And don't let anybody force you or pressure you into making a decision. Keep working on yourself. Keep exploring new ideas. Don't be afraid to start all over again. And I promise you, if you do those three things, you're going to find whatever it is that you're searching for. The next question is by Reagan. What YouTube channels do you recommend for learning and entrepreneurship? Ooh, an interesting question, Regan. Uh, I typically do most of my learning through books, uh, but there are some YouTube channels I watch. So I like uh, Behind the Brand, Fight Mediocrity, TED, uh, Video Advice, Skillshare, and then... If you are looking at entrepreneurship, I would advise people like Gary V, Robin Sharma, and uh, David Garland. Lindsay Carter asks, what are your goals for the podcast? Great question, Lindsay. So Lewis and I started this podcast because we want to share what we know, what we learn, and also our journey with you guys. Because I have no idea how this channel will get, but we do set big, audacious goals. So we want to host freedom-packed speaking events where we would bring in some of the best motivational speakers like Cameron Parker, who was on the the last episode. We are constantly in contact with high schools, with universities, 
about speaking and inspiring the students. And we also have plans where we're thinking about opening up a studio where we can bring guests onto it. This podcast is still in its infancy, but this is what we love to do. We want to scale this brand as, and we want to inspire as many people as we possibly can. We want to develop ourselves and also we want to watch other people develop with us. It's called the Freedom Pact because we want to achieve freedom. We want to escape the rat race. We, we want to also avoid and help other people to, to avoid getting stuck into it. We want to share as many actionable ideas as we can. We want to challenge conventional thinking. Lewis and I are completely obsessed with this channel. We speak about it for so many hours every day. We're driven by improvement and we want to make this thing huge. And trust me, we are going to. So that's going to wrap this Ask Me Anything up here. I loved those questions. I thought they were just, uh, a lot of them were very difficult to answer, but um, I hope that we've helped. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave us a comment and review. It helps us so much with the visibility of the show. And we are desperately close to the top 200 on iTunes. If if any of you guys didn't get your question answered, and we think we answered them all, but if you didn't, then by all means, message us freedompact.gmail.com uh message us on instagram and we will get back to you uh we've also got a big big week of episodes planned so stay tuned guys i'll see you next time peace out